Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 9 this morning is where we're at as we go through the Bible verse by verse, and we're in the message titled, Power. And so verse 5, it says, And whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So sometimes God sends us to be a witness. And sometimes God sends us to, He always sends us to be a witness, but sometimes He sends us for fruit. And sometimes He sends us as judgment. You know, we, we make a big deal about that. You know, somebody goes to a place, they start a church. We want to see, you know, as we support them, we want to see big numbers. We want to see the church grow. We want to hear reports of, yeah, you know, I baptized 50 people this week. You know, I want to, I want to hear that as I, I'm sending my money and support. But maybe like Noah, who built an ark and, and for 120 years was a witness to these people. A preacher of righteousness, the Bible tells us. Poorest preacher you ever heard of. Only people who got saved were his three sons and their wives and his wife, praise the Lord, for that, but nobody else. And after 120 years of witness, as they built this giant, huge ship, they went in and the Lord closed the door and everybody perished. And sometimes God sends you to a place as a witness against them. You know, I often think of this, you know, sometimes God sends and you have tremendous fruit, you know, unexpected fruit. You know, I love to read those stories. Those are the ones I like to read. I don't like to read the story about the guy who went to the, went on the mission field, went to the, the natives, and, and then they roasted him, <laughs> like literally on a spit and ate him. You know, that happens, a witness against them. I like to hear the story where they went and like a million people got saved and everybody, you know, and there's a lot of stories about both. You know, and, and that's all, all up to God as to how that's going to shake out when everything comes down. But I, I think of the story of Jonah. Because here was a reluctant missionary. God says, go to Nineveh. What does he do? He books a ship to Spain. I'm going to go the opposite way as far as I can to Europe. I'm going to hide out in the barrios of Europe and nobody will ever find me. Well, you can't really run from God, right? And so as he's in the ship, in the bow of the ship, he's trying to hide from God at the very bottom, covered under a bunch of nets and hiding underneath things, and God can still see him. And there's this big, you know, you know the story, big waves and everything, and everybody finally figures out it's Jonah, and he confesses, it's me, and they throw him overboard, and the fish swallows him. I'm guessing, I don't know exactly how the story went, maybe it spit him up there on the, on the Mediterranean right in, in Israel, I don't know, and he walked all the way to Nineveh, but I would... I would think that the fish would give him a boost and go down the horn and up the Tigris or the Euphrates and spit him out on the shore right there next to Nineveh. I just kind of think that's how it went down. And so he gets up, skin bleached white, covered in seaweed, walking into Nineveh, and he preaches the gospel to them. What was the gospel? Forty days and you're toast. 
That's all he said. He didn't say anything else. He didn't like say, hey, repent. God is coming. You're going to, no, he's just like 40 days and you're overthrown. That's, that was the message. 40 days and you are overthrown. He walked through the city and then he went up on the hill and he sat on the hill. Now you have to understand that Jonah going to Nineveh was like a Jew going to Nazi Germany and preaching to Hitler and, and his guys. That's what it would have been like. And that's why he didn't want to go. He hated those people. They were, they were awful to the Jewish people. And so he went through and he sat up on the hill and he camped out under a gourd and he couldn't wait to watch the fire fall. He wanted to see the fireworks, to see God toast those people. He was so angry with them. God reasons with them, say, hey, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people don't know the right hand from their left hand. They're just little kids and cattle and much cattle. Well, what happened? The people repented in sackcloth and ashes. Even their cows repented. Read it. It says that. <laughs> Even their cattle repented. And, and I don't know, they covered them in ashes, I guess. I don't know. But, but the people repented. And what's the story? What's the purpose of the book of Jonah? You know, we wonder that. You know, well, obviously, don't disobey God when he tells you to go, go. That's a good application, right? But what's the point? What's the point? The point of the book of Jonah is a witness against Israel. I've sent so many prophets to you. I've sent so many people to you to preach and to warn and to tell you that judgment is coming and you would not repent. And yet one guy goes into Nineveh and didn't even give a good message. And everybody repented in sackcloth and ashes. In fact, Jesus would say that in Matthew chapter 12, verse 41. He says the men of Nineveh will rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented of the preaching of Jonah. The <laughs> preaching... And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. There is a time to shake the dust off of your feet. There's a time to, to, to let it go. You say, okay, well, I've done everything I can do. I can't do anymore. And so I'm just going to let the Lord deal with it. I'm just going to let the Lord handle it. And, and I think that we have to understand that if, if you've gone to a place and you've preached the gospel, you've gone to your family, you've preached the gospel, you've, you've talked to people and they will not repent, it's not your fault. You've been a watchman. You've, you've cried, given the alarm. And it's on them to repent. It's not your fault. I think sometimes, and this has certainly been the case with me, at times when somebody wouldn't repent, when somebody wouldn't do the right thing, I kind of carried the burden like this is my fault. It's my fault. And the Lord would send somebody who doesn't even know about anything and just come to me and say, you know, I, the Lord wants me to tell you that it's not your fault. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, it's not my fault. It's not your fault. I think that, that sometimes the Lord sends us to places to warn them, to call them to repentance, but they just won't because they're not going to. Their hearts are hard. Paul encourages Timothy. It doesn't matter if people follow you or they don't, if they turn away and leave the Lord. It's not your fault, Timothy. It's not you. You're supposed to do what you've been called to do and stay the course. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, he says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some 
having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck, of whom are Hermoninus, Hermoninus, excuse me, and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. And, and that's just the case sometimes. And so our, our job is to be faithful to what the Lord has called us to do and to stay the course, to wage the good warfare, and to trust God for whatever results He's trying to accomplish with whatever's going down. And we're just to stay faithful. And so it wasn't, it wasn't their fault if they went to a city and nobody would receive it. He said, wipe the dust off your feet. That city's not even worthy to have its dust on your feet. Don't take it anywhere with you. You know, years ago, I was working at a gas station. And of course, this is completely out of context, but I was working at this gas station. They told me I was going to get a raise. They weren't Christians. They found out that I was a Christian. Instead of giving me a raise, they didn't. And I, I talked to them about it. I said, hey, you said if I was here for, for three weeks, you'd give me a raise. And they said, well, you know, I'll talk to the boss about it. And the next thing you know, they told me I was fired. And the lady actually who was firing me, she's like, I'm so sorry. They're making me do this. They just don't like you. I don't know why. It's, this is, it's totally wrong. At first, she was kind of trying to be hard on me like it was my fault. And I was like, okay, well, that's, I don't know how you, you know, anyway. And then she's just, she's kind of broke down. And, and so as I left, I, I did. I just wiped the dust off my feet and I walked out the place. Two weeks later, the place closed down. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know if it was because of that. Probably just mismanagement, honestly. Verse 6, it says, So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Again, what is the gospel that they're preaching? You know, you think about that. What, what is this message of the gospel that these guys are preaching? Jesus died on the cross for your sins? No, it's not, because Jesus hasn't died on the cross for their sins. He hasn't risen from the grave. So what are they preaching? What's the, the word gospel means good news, right? They're preaching the Messiah is here. The Messiah is, is amongst us. Believe in Him. The kingdom of God is at hand. You know, and that was what they were preaching as they went from place to place. And we have a fuller gospel now, don't we? The gospel that we preach is that Jesus came. He lived that perfect life. God in flesh. He, he suffered and was beaten for our transgressions. He died upon a cross for our sins. And His blood shed was payment for all of our sins. And as He was buried... The third day He rose from the grave conquering sin and death. And when we put our trust in Him, when we believe in Him, when we say, you, what you did was enough for me to be acceptable before God, then we pass from death to life and we're given eternal life. That's what the Bible tells us. Romans 8, 8 through 11 talks about, you know, the word is near even in our heart, the word of faith that we preach, that if we believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus, and, and believe that God raised Him from the dead, then we will be saved. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.